Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The priests who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Idleman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. Feasting and fasting, what works, what doesn't, and why? Copyright Shane Eidelman, 2018. This is a must-read introduction titled The Miracle of Fasting. For those on video, I'll be reading the manuscript here. As you're watching, for those listening on Audible, I would encourage you to actually download the book Feasting and Fasting, What Works, What Doesn't, and Why. You can download it for free at westsidechristianfellowship.org, westsidechristianfellowship.org. Such an important topic right now, and this introduction is key. You need to, you need to hone in here for just a minute. Let me read this introduction. When the body rests and is allowed to heal, many call the results miraculous, but this is just how God created us. Fasting not only creates an environment of health and healing, but more importantly, it facilitates spiritual growth. Obviously, God can choose to heal miraculously, but he also allows the body to heal and rejuvenate itself. I'm not promoting a fountain of youth or a magic pill. Our DNA self-destructs as we age. This we cannot prevent. And remember this about the audible you're listening to. I'm going to actually add in a lot of things that are not in the book. I'll let you know each time I do that. But right now is one of them. I want to talk about this for for just a minute because there's a lot of, I don't know, you know, gimmicks out there or different things, but they're not really gimmicks. A lot of these people are genuine, but they're talking about, you know, you can reverse aging. And I don't say that because you can slow it down and there are certain aspects of the body. For example, your skin, some of your organs are renewed for sure. But we can't reverse aging. There's something in our DNA. The Bible's clear on this. Our creator set this forth in us that the DNA will eventually self-destruct. At the end of DNA strands, there are telomeres. And as those telomeres get shorter, our lifespan seems to decrease. Also, the condition of our cells, that really plays a huge role in longevity. So there's not a fountain of youth. You're not going to reverse aging. I know there's a guy out there who actually spends a lot of money and he is, I think, in his 40s, but probably has the age of a 20-year-old. And you can definitely slow it down. But at what cost? I mean, how crazy do you want to get? How, you know, red light therapy and jumping into ice cold showers and a lot of those things I think are beneficial. Hydrogenated water, putting hydrogen in your water. You know, those are, those are some, some good things. But also, we don't want to get too carried away and too crazy and thinking, okay, if I just do these things, I'm going to get younger. You will help the body and you'll slow down aging, but I don't know if you'll get younger per se. Now, in some cases, depending on how sick you are and how unhealthy you are, it can definitely feel that way, but we could die in a car accident tomorrow. And really what matters is our spiritual condition. Do we know our savior? Do we know God? Do we truly know God, Jesus Christ? So let me continue now. Unfortunately, most people help that process of aging by not caring for the priceless, wonderful gift that God has given them. We teach stewarding of our finances 
end of our marriages and we teach stewarding our giftings in our churches. But why not health? Why don't more churches talk about health? And now I think two reasons. Number one, a lot of pastors don't know a lot about health. It's definitely a unique calling I have. So, you know, can't do much about that. But also I think we have this idea that, you know, it it doesn't really profit us. You know, godliness is what profits. And the Bible does talk about that for sure. Physical exercise is of little profit. But we're not even really talking about exercise. You can look at John 6, 27, that talks about, you know, laboring for food, which perishes, but we need to labor for the food, which endures for life. But we're not talking about necessarily physical exercise, which, you know, obviously that plays a role, but we're talking about quality of life. We're talking about being a better husband, a better mom, having the energy to deal with your kids and your grandkids, not being as irritable, not uptight, not always tired. And so it plays a huge role, huge, if I can make make that word even bigger, I would. Huge role in how we live our lives, our energy levels, and and what we get done, what we don't get done. So we have to remember this. It's it's not about the physical benefits. You know, those are secondary. It's really about the spiritual benefits, but let's not discount the physical benefits as well. This journey that we're taking is not only about physical weight and health, but spiritual weight and health. As I read before, John 6, 27, that we are encouraged to seek everlasting life, the food that doesn't perish. And so our focus must be on spiritual things. That is, seek God first and everything else will be added. Make Him the priority, not health and fitness. Answering the questions presented in the subtitle, What Works, What Doesn't, and Why, is actually very simple. What works? Well, God's design and biblical principle. So that's what we're going to focus on. What doesn't work? Well, neither fitness obsession nor neglect. Both are harmful. Did you catch that? It's not about fitness obsession, and it's not about neglecting that area either. It's about finding that helpful middle. Why should we look to God's principles? Well, they are guardrails through the canyons of life. They don't prevent us from enjoying life. They actually protect us from falling. Now, to be honest, this is not an exhaustive study on fasting or nutrition, but it's a resource to fan the flames in that direction. The recommended resources and sermon links located in the ebook, that's why I recommend getting the ebook as well, at the end of each chapter, may help answer some of the questions you have as we go on. The sections entitled My Fasting Experience and What Does the Bible Say About Food and What Did My Blood Say About Health Choices may also help answer some of the questions you have regarding health and fitness and motivation and encouragement. For the beginner, as well as the experienced faster, it's good to read these sections, ponder them, take it to the Lord with prayer and fasting, and ask for wisdom. And it's good to you know prepare to stabilize our weight and to cleanse our body. And we want to be prepared. So we want to get a lot of information out there too. So for this reason, resist the tendency to skip ahead, or in this case, resist the tendency to fast forward ahead. Listen to each chapter, read each chapter if you have the ebook, and it will build to a conclusion. It's built on more wisdom and more wisdom and more wisdom. In 2015, I was 45 pounds heavier than I am now when I wrote this book probably now 30 pounds heavier, gain a little bit of that back. Not that that matters, but you know, side notes here. Now it took time, it took patience, and it took perseverance. Don't give up, look up. This book was written based on personal experience and observation, as well as many other outside reputable sources. 
You know, I follow everyone, like many of you, Dr. Huberman, Peter Atia, Ben Greenfield, and Gary Beckett, Alan Goldhammer, Dr. Pompa, uh, Jason Fung, and I've read a lot of the older books by Herbert Shelton on fasting. And so I'm using a lot of this experience to put this resource together. So if professional assistance is needed, the services of a capable authority are recommended. Again, disclaimer alert, I am not a doctor. This is not medical advice. The views expressed in this book should not replace professional medical advice. Readers should seek medical supervision before starting or altering their diet plan, which includes fasting. And although I recommend many articles and and authors and some of them I just mentioned, I do not endorse everything they say or agree with every single position. Some of the people I just mentioned actually believe in evolution, which I don't. I believe in a creator. But there is a lot of great information that we can glean from them. At the time of the writing of the book, 2018, and at the time I'm recording this is actually the end of 2023, going into 2024. At the time of this recording and the writing of the book, those free links in the ebook are are still available. And we're going to make this book as a free download on the church website, Westside Christian Fellowship. And so those website links are current up to the printing date. And again, neither myself nor the publisher take any or assume any responsibility for any errors or changes that might occur after publication. So what I'm going to get into next then is part one, the spiritual benefits of fasting. And what I want to do on this introduction is read to you, check out some of these titles that are coming up. The spiritual benefits of fasting. We're going to talk about the pain of discipline over the pain of regret. We're going to talk about fasting, the physical effects of spiritual. We're going to talk about how fasting applies extra pressure to the spiritual realm. And we're going to talk about fasting being the secret weapon to spiritual power, all in chapter one. And then we'll move into fasting, when and why. We'll talk about, you know, feasting, what to eat and why to eat it. We'll talk about my fasting experience. And we will talk about, you know, a lifestyle plan that you can follow going forward. And then in the appendix, uh, we're going to talk about four fasting testimonies. And then if you have the ebook, I probably won't do it here necessarily, but there are recommended sermons where if you go all the way to the end of the book and uh, you look at the appendix, there's going to be some recommended sermons in there that I gave. And I also have a list of recommended reading for those who are listening here in the introduction. I'll give you some of those resources now. But again, I don't agree with every author, everything they said, but there are some really good resources that that might help you if you want additional information. So the first one is Breaking the Stronghold of Food by Dr. Michael Brown. Fasting Can Save Your Life by Herbert M. Shelton. What the Bible Says About Healthy Living by Rex Russell. And then also The Maker's Diet by Jordan Rubin. I think that's still very popular. Kind of a funny story behind that. Some of you might know, but I turned down the publisher, I think in 2001 or two. They wanted to publish my book, What Works When Diets Don't. I said, no, I just want to do it myself and still glad I did. But they took The Maker's Diet instead of mine. And as they say, the rest is history. He did very well with that book. God's Chosen Fast by Arthur Wallace. Fast Your Way to Health by J. Harold Smith. The Power of Prayer and Fasting by my friend Ronnie Floyd. Hunger for God by John Piper. And then Fasting by Gordon Cove is really, really good as well. And then if you want to get more on the secular level, 
the complete guide to fasting, heal your body through intermittent and alternate day and extended fasting by Jimmy Moore. And I think Dr. Jason Fung uh, helped with that book as well. But again, that's more of a secular book. So anyway, I'm glad you're joining us here on this audible version, or if you're watching video version of my book on fasting, feasting and fasting, what works, what doesn't, and why. Of course, it's available as a free download on the church website to help you get started. And you can actually download it right now at westsidechristianfellowship.org, westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Download it in the next minute. You can start reading this book and it will hopefully answer a lot of the questions you might have regarding fasting. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Thank you for listening to us today and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Eidelman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidleman.com. Again, that's shaneidleman.com. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality and Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.